Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Welcome into the Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation, where we have a for real talk about what it takes to win as a small business founder. Because it is not a cakewalk. Half of us are going to fail. And if you look around, really no one's talking about what it's like to lead this lifestyle. So on this show, we get real and we talk about what it takes to win. We're going to talk small business strategy in a little bit. We'll also talk about mobile marketing this week. But I want to start by talking about the NFL, Bears, because the NFL is coming, Bears. And it's the thing that's duct taping our entire American culture together. Why is that important? Why are we talking about the NFL in a business show? Because you should be dipping your business into the colors of your local team. Let's start with the why. Why the NFL? Well, across the American culture, there are a few things that unite us. <laughs> Very few things. We don't watch the same TV shows because there are a billion streaming services. We don't listen to the same music because we can get whatever we want on demand. And half the country hates the other half politically, so we rarely talk about that unless you know you're in a quote-unquote safe space. So what can we talk about with strangers? What can we do to let people know that you're one of them? The NFL to the rescue. Because the NFL has turned into the great American town hall. It is by far the most popular sport, and it is by far the most popular TV show. I've heard someone say that it's not a sporting event, it's a TV show with sports included. And that's pretty accurate, because... It's the one thing we're still watching on TV. The Super Bowl draws 113 million viewers. Three out of four top-rated shows each week is a football game. Fantasy football is breaking out left and right inside your office. Even sports gambling is now a thing. So we're talking about it on a business show because you can use the NFL to build the no like, and trust factor with your target audience. So when you're out there marketing, if you know exactly who you're talking to and you can demonstrate to them how you can solve a problem that they have, that's very narrow marketing. But you can also raise good awareness, mojo, and vibes for the people in your community if you are reflecting something that they also think is a good idea. And you just can't pull out a political issue or a TV show that's on Paramount+. Plus. You got to talk about something they've actually heard of. And one of the very few things is the NFL. So we have a bunch of affiliates here on the Pat Miller Show, and I appreciate every single one. Amarillo, Texas, Bakersfield, California, 
Erie, Pennsylvania, our flagship in Lincoln, Nebraska. None of those are NFL markets, but all of those towns have an NFL team because the people that live in Lincoln, Nebraska, well, that's pretty darn close to Kansas City. A lot of them are Chiefs fans. So you should be dipping your business into the colors of your local NFL team. Quite literally, I always advocate that you create a version of your logo using your hometown's team. It generates good vibes. It makes you a part of the overall culture during the NFL season, and it's coming up quickly. So you really should get down with your local NFL team because it's just another way that you can be a part of what they're thinking all the time. And it looks really cool on social media. So let's say we take it one step beyond the NFL. What else is happening in your town? What is your town's NFL that everyone thinks is a great idea? Now, I mentioned Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska, that's easy. It's the Cornhuskers. University of Nebraska is there, and the Cornhuskers, the college football team, is so massive that on game day, it becomes the third largest city in the state. The stadium itself is ginormous, and it's just the greatest game day experience, Go Big Red. So the Huskers, that's a thing in Lincoln. But what is it in your town? If you're just joining us, we're talking about uniting factors in the town that you live in. And one of the few national uniting factors left is the NFL. So make sure that your business is dipped in the colors, quite literally, of your local team and make a big deal about celebrating their success and getting folks excited for the season. It's a free space on the no like, and trust factor. But now we're turning it to your town. We're talking about locally what is your NFL. And we just talked about the Huskers inside Lincoln, Nebraska. But what is it for your town? Maybe it's not a sporting event at all. Maybe it's a local festival in Madison, Wisconsin. They have an unbelievable farmer's market that rings the state capitol. It is an obsession. Maybe that's something your business could adopt and celebrate as something that aligns with your business and what you believe in. Could be a music festival. Here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we have the world's largest music festival, Summerfest. It's epic. Right on the lakefront of Lake Michigan. Good times. And it's really great music. Cold beer. I highly recommend you come check it out. So I want you to think about what is it in your town? It could be when a certain crop ripens, right? It's time to cut down the corn. I was born in central Illinois and boy, Corn farming, that's a, a big deal there. Maybe it's a certain time for an activity. If you live in the mountains, it's finally time to go skiing. Another Wisconsin thing here is that the Saturday before Thanksgiving, they start deer hunting. Now, if you're in Bakersfield and you're like, deer hunting, is that really a, a giant thing? Oh, yeah, it's a giant thing. Half the state goes up north, as they say it, drive hours and hours and hours into northern Wisconsin with their guns, and they shoot deer. And what's so great is later on that week, you're driving around the highway, and you'll see some dude coming down the street with his Toyota Corolla and a giant dead deer, like, 
strapped to the roof. <laughs> it, it makes you do a double take for sure. But it is a giant cultural thing. So as you're thinking about your town and you're thinking about what connects and unites people, think about how your business can get involved in that. So we talked about the NFL. You could dip your colors in the logo of the local team. You could offer a free item on Monday if they win on Sunday. If you want to get involved with the local festival, it might be worth it to get a booth at the local festival just so you can take a ton of pictures and make a huge deal of it inside your customer email and your social media. If it's a local football team, let's say it's the Cornhuskers, you're a college stadium team, get a skybox and take your very best customers. You might not be able to draw a straight line between having a skybox and making more money, but you will definitely make an impact on your top 10 customers if you take them all to a Huskers game or if you're an NFL town, Bears game. I'd definitely renew if you took me to a Bears game. But it's the type of thing where you show that you are paying attention to what they believe in. One more thing. This whole strategy of building your know, like, and trust by investing in the top of mind awareness of your community can go dreadfully wrong if you're guessing. Don't guess. Here's an example. Let's say you get obsessed with the TV show Yellowstone. And all of a sudden, you want to make a huge deal out of the TV show Yellowstone. Don't do it. Because it's a huge deal to you, but collectively, TV shows are not big enough anymore, unless it's an NFL game. Or let's say there's a concert coming to town that you think is a really big deal, but it's not really a big deal. So be careful if you're indulging one of your passions of getting tickets to, you know, the Disney on ice because you think it's going to be the biggest deal ever and nobody cares. Know that it's a big deal in your community and then do not be afraid to dive in. Because beyond having them know that you're great at solving their problem, having them know that you're a part of their community is priceless. And my NFL theory, it's one of the ways that you can do it. All right, coming up on today's show, we're talking business strategy. We're going to Australia to do it. Kirsten Barfoot is standing by. We'll talk to her coming up next on this edition of the Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com. You 
have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a custom Customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, and we're going to talk about something today that you've heard talked about a lot, strategy for your small business. And we have to have a strategy because we have to know really the guideposts of how we make decisions and whether or not we're on the right track to accomplish our small business goals. But we're bringing in some expert help today because it's so crucial that we do it the right way. So we're bringing in Kirsten Barfoot from Kirsten Barfoot International. She's in Australia, which is super cool. She's a transformational speaker, life coach, and author. And she's got a lot to say when it comes to small business strategy. Kirsten, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. Pat? I'm really glad you're here because I want to talk about small business strategy development. It seems like there's one right way to do it. So how would you coach people to build a small business strategy that works for them? Oh, that's such an excellent question. And I love it because, you know, that's the way it's always proposed. There is only one strategy to do it. And I would agree with that. Um, However, there's one love to um, make there is that most people want to go towards a strategy first. They'll see somebody, it'll be working and they're like, yes, I want to go towards that strategy. But sometimes when they're in that, they can feel like, okay, this is not aligned. I don't really enjoy doing what they're doing. I don't, I don't even feel good at what I'm doing. And this can make them feel like, oh, the strategy doesn't work. I, I'm not good at what I'm doing. And so there can be this real unfulfillment and dissatisfaction with it. And it doesn't mean that the strategy is not right. It just means that there's one fundamental step that, that can happen before we go towards a strategy. And that is really taking a couple of uh, step back and going, hang on a minute. What do I want? What am I good at? And what lights me up? What are those things? Who am I? And what is it that I'm trying to go towards in this business, in this life, from that place? When a strategy shows up, it's like, ah, that's the strategy. So you're saying sometimes when we're building a strategy and we're starting to operate it, it's not going very well, or it feels like, man, I'm really bad at this. That might not be the wrong strategy. It it might be that that strategy is not right for me and that it's not living through my values and my talents and my visions because I'm essentially living someone else's strategic life. Correct. 
but we don't necessarily have that consciousness at the time. And so there can be like this blame, hey, that strategy doesn't work or, uh, but then also it's the confidence that happens within the person too. It's like, oh, it doesn't work for me. Oh, I can't be very good. And so that when we're entrepreneurs and small business owners, we don't need to have that kind of feeling when we're in our business. We, we want to be lit up. We want to know that we are making a difference. And if we are going towards the wrong things and that's the thing that's taking up our energy, then that's, that's heading us in the, in the wrong direction of where we can best use our energy. But if we can really take that step back and that ownership of like, you know, what is it that I'm really, what like really looking at the things that you're good at? Like, what are you good at? And what are the things that light you up? Because those, those transcend the difficulties. Those are the things that when, because we all know that entrepreneurship and small business is not the easiest thing to do in life. But if you know that you are good at it and you're fired up about it, it will support you to go to transcend those difficulties when they come up. We're talking about small business strategy and how to build one that works for you with transformational speaker, life coach, and author Kirsten Barfoot. Something you said I think is really intriguing, that when we are aware of our talents and our desires, that a strategy will appear. I've never heard it put that way before. Is that because we're leaning into our talents and gifts and we find a way forward that will work? Yes. So here's the thing. Like when we are looking towards the external world, we're going to see what we see. That is where we, we're focused towards something. Specifically, if we're going towards a particular strategy, then we will always be looking for the things that are incorporated with that strategy. However, when we can shift the focus to ourselves and we start looking at our gifts and talents, when we start looking at the things that are lighting us up, our perspective opens. Like we start to notice different things that we might not have noticed before. So there's this, there's this opening, it's literally opening up a channel where you can start to see more opportunity. You can see more ideas and, and then you can go, okay. But then you start to listen to your intuition as well. It's like, oh, there's an idea there. Oh, I wonder what can happen with that and you you can start to let these things um form and become really tangible things and and so that's when you start to notice those opportunities that you were talking about they start appearing and you're like oh I've really got to I've got to just investigate it or experience it just go towards it you know there's no saying that it's definitely going to work but you're going to have a greater insight about what it is that you do want to do when you follow those those cues. That's a great explanation, too, because when this type of conversation comes up, it sometimes comes out as some mythical thing that happens that the universe delivers to you. But you're saying if you're aware of what you want, you'll start to notice what you want. And when you notice what you want, you'll find a strategy and a way forward because you're a smart business owner and you're going to make your dreams come true. We've only got a few moments left. If someone's running a strategy right now, 
and it's not in alignment with who they are. What would you recommend that we do so we can start getting a strategy that works for us? Are there questions we should ask? Should we be journaling? Should we be being interviewed by a coach? Like, what are the action steps we should take to try and build strategy that works for us? I honestly believe that this could be the thing that you do on your own. It's, you know, you've really got to um, come to that place where you're distraction-free. You have, you're putting yourself as a priority. It's not your kids. It's not your husband or wife or partner or whomever, you know, your parents or children. It is to ask what are the things that light me up? Because when it comes to highest and best for me, it's the highest and best for everyone. So it's like, you know, what's good for me? Is it good for them? It's good for them. But just ask those questions. What do I want? And also the thing about gifts and talents is that we can see ourselves with gifts and talents that the external world recognizes. When we start looking at the things, it's like maybe they're not so obvious straight away and they're, they're, they require a deeper exploration. But that just requires us to not just ask that question once. It's like, oh, I wonder, get really curious about, you know, what does light me up? What am I good at? And just start noticing the really little things that, that maybe nobody pays you for straight away. But it's the things that they light a spark with in you and you're like, oh my gosh. Because I tell you, I did not start, um, you know, running workshops and going, oh, I'm really good at this. Like I really did not. <laughs> but, you know, I've come to a point where I just go, oh, my God, I, would, I was born for that. If your strategy right now doesn't feel right, it's not coming to you easily, perhaps it's not the right strategy for you and your future. A great conversation with transformational speaker, life coach, and author, Kirsten Barfoot. Kirsten, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Pat, and I hope this has been helpful. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. And if you're a small business owner, odds are you're using social media. And you probably still think, you know what, that's my ticket to growing my business. Well, maybe not. Today, we're going to talk with someone that's sharing the idea that social media has changed and we all might need to pivot. Let's welcome Barbara Casey, CEO of Mobile High Five to the show. Barbara, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me on. 
I'm glad you're here because I think we think social media is the way to go, but you've got some sobering news for us. So tell us about social media. Is it still a thing? It is still a thing, and you still do have to be on social media. But in terms of a way of reaching your customers, um, it's really not working. Um, the the his, history behind it is when it was when social media was building up, you know, they were encouraging everybody to get as many followers as you could, you know. And what you were effectively doing was handing over your customers to Mark Zuckerberg, who said, thank you very much. And in exchange for giving me all of your customers, <laughs> I'm going to show your posts to, you know, a fair number of people. And honestly, whole businesses were built this way. And what's happened in the last few years is everything is switched upside down. And now they're favoring personal posts over business posts. Why? Because they have the goods. They have your database. So now you want to reach all those followers, which, by the way, are your customers. You have to pay for Facebook advertising. And when you do that, it only the stream only comes as long as you continue to pay the bill. So uh, what I always think you tell small business owners is the most um, important investment that they can make is really in their own data. They need to build their own database. And I always recommend a mobile database because Mm. people aren't reading email anymore. Um, So if you're doing an email marketing program, which I think you should still do, by the way, I'm I'm not the kind of person who's going to tell you not to do a channel, but you should still do email. But just know that over 80% of those emails are not even being read. If you want something to be seen, send a text. 98% will see it within three minutes. Wow. So I want to talk about that transition from what we were doing to using text-based marketing and how it will cut through better. But let's go back just one second before we walk away from social media. (laughs) When people reach out to you and they say, Barbara, it's not working like it used to, I would imagine they're crushed. They're devastated. They've got these followers. It used to be a way that they generated leads. It's kind of depressing for small business owners. It is. In fact, um, if you don't pay to either boost or, or pay for targeted advertising, literally a half to 1% of your followers see any of those posts. And I mean, we, we all know how much time it takes to create one social media post. Everybody has the same drill. They get up in the morning, they get their coffee, they sit at the computer and they make some beautiful piece of artwork and they post it to all the all the places. And And then they get maybe 30 people liking or engaging with that post. If they had sent the same content to a database that they had built, and the average database for one of my my small business clients is about 1,000 to 3,000 contacts, they'd sent that same piece of contact to that list, 98% of those people would see that post versus 30. That is a lot more engagement. And we're going to talk about the text-based part of it in a second. But as we make the transition from followers on Facebook or Instagram, for example, to owning our data, just so everyone knows what you're talking about, what do you mean by owning our data? And how is that different than having followers on a social media platform? So Zuckerberg owns that data. Like if they get a cyber attack someday, which I think is just a matter of time, and the site goes down. He's not going to be calling you saying, I'm sorry, would you like your list? No, that's his list. (laughs) So you can't, you have no way of reaching those people. Owning your data is is getting your customers to opt in, to willingly say, yes, I would like to receive uh, your alerts or your sale notices or 
a reminder that I'm supposed to be there, you know, t- you know, an appointment reminder. There's all different ways of using text um, to my personal phone. And if they give you that permission, which it is required, that's worth gold. Because you know yes. what? Nobody ever changes phones. If I sign up for an email list, I have three emails. How many do you have? You know, oh, yeah. My gosh, I've got a million for sure. Emails. And the one that they're signing up to your email newsletter is not the one they check very often. I guarantee that. Okay. So we use social media in the early days. We built a following. It doesn't work. Now we realize we need to have our own database with our own contact information from people that are opting in that want to hear from us. Now we get the chance to build a strategy that does work. And if you're just joining us, we're kind of lamenting that social media has changed and we need to do something different with Barbara Casey, CEO of Mobile High Five. But she's here to save the day now. So we need the database. We need to grow the business. You keep on mentioning text-based marketing. Tell us about that. Okay, so first you got to build it like the field of dreams. So the way we build a database is through multiple ways. We um, highly recommend integrating a loyalty program in in your text program because it serves as that value exchange. You give me your phone number, you get enrolled in my rewards program, and you're working towards something, some sort of give back. So it's a really easy way to build a database if you have a loyalty program. Don't go with the loyalty programs that are built into your point of sale. Typically, they're not very good. And they're almost entirely uh, email-based, which again, we talked about that earlier. Um, You want a text-based loyalty program. So loyalty is a great way to build it. Um, We also can set up a text to join program um, that you can, uh, we always provide a social media graphic that you can post on all your channels. We can integrate a web form on your website so people can join right there. We create signage with QR codes. You scan the QR code, it automatically opens your messaging app, automatically pre-fills your special phone number and your campaign keyword. And all the the customers to do is press send and that opts them in. Um, We use kiosks in brick and mortar um, scenarios. We can integrate into Shopify, WooCommerce, all manner of e-commerce to automate some of that. So there's lots of different ways that we build the database. And it does take, you know, uh, depending upon the setup, it could take, you know, three, four, five, six months, even a year to build out that database. So um, this is not a quick fix. Don't don't add text marketing if you're about to go out of business. It's not going to help. <laughs> but when we do it, we're now going to reach our people where they always are. Let's talk about how frequently people are carrying their mobile device. I'm sure it's nearly 24-7. You know those numbers, don't you? It is. It, people check their phone a hundred times a day. They sleep with the phone next to them. It's the first thing they look at when they wake up. Um, we follow best practices and, and we do not text people outside of certain hours. Um, and we're very conservative about how many texts we send. Um, and that's one of the benefits of working with an, you know, an agency like us. Um, we really know, you know, the, the tricks of the trade. When you go with a, just a platform and there are a million of them out there, you know, you can sign up on the cheap. You know, they're not going to advise you on um, how to really make this thing work. And, and really the functionality that comes with those, I call them uh, spray and pray marketing kinds of <laughs> platforms. It really, all, all you get to, you know, all, you, all you're able to do is send a text with a link. But you don't even know what happened. You can maybe, you know, count how many people clicked on the link, but then what? 
With our program, we can track from text to purchase. So you're going to know whether the program's working. And we have so much more functionality um, than those, those platforms. You know, we, we can do trigger messages. We can, you know, do mobile coupons. We, um, as I said, we have a digital kiosk, um, all kinds of, of bells and whistles that that's real mobile marketing. That what they do is, I don't even know, spray and pray. So there's someone that's listening to the show right now that is frustrated by their social media strategy not converting any longer. They've heard people tell them, yes, you need to have your own database. This mobile marketing sounds like a pretty attractive solution, but let's put dollars on the barrel head. Mm-hmm. How does this affect our customer acquisition cost? Will it lower our ad spend if we get this up and running? Because it sounds like if we get it working, it could be a great way to go. So this is primarily a customer retention strategy versus acquisition. You can use it in addition for acquisition. The way you would use it for acquisition is to use it as a call to action on other advertising. You, I'm sure you've heard radio, right? Sure. Of you course. Text, Love it. Whatever offers to blah, 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 and get, you know, a free whatever. Well, you're opting into a database when you're doing that. But to do only that, um, it's going to take you a very long time. So you're going to want to do customer retention and acquisition at the same time. But the customer retention is your cheapest marketing tool because these are people that already know and love you. And if you just consistently engage with them, you're going to get them in four to five times more a year spending money with you. So it's a uh, it's a it's a bottom line impactor for sure. Bottom line impactor. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> mobile marketing and how it can build your business. Barbara Casey, CEO, Mobile High Five. A great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. of small business owners will fail by year five. We are no longer going to let that be the status quo. We're bringing small business founders together for the Small Business Rebellion in Chicagoland, August 19th. Profit First author Mike Michalowicz is our keynote speaker. Learn more at smallbusinessrebellion.com. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. You're an expert in your own field, so why not take it to the next level and get paid for it? Hi, I'm Wendy Babcock. My three-day paid speaking boot camp is your ticket to turning what you know into real income. No matter if it's an audience of five people or 500, or if you don't have books, services, products, or programs to sell, even if you're not a celebrity or even well-known, Wendy's online paid speaking boot camp will give you the skills to always get paid for speaking no matter what. Keynote speakers get paid anywhere from $2,500 to $7,500. At my intensive three-day boot camp, you'll not only build your speaking skills, you'll also learn where to find and how to book speaking gigs. The next boot camp is June 27th through 29th. Register now at paidspeakingbootcamp.com and you'll also get lifetime access to Wendy's weekly speaker support hour, an exciting forum to get answers and unlock still more secrets to getting paid for speaking every time you step on stage, no matter what. Register now at paidspeakingbootcamp.com. Paidspeakingbootcamp.com. Developing your business is a journey, so make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. 
Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit Sidekick-Accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted Sidekick. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation, where we're worried about time, money, and building real relationships. And sometimes you have to sit around and figure out, how am I going to continue to grow the business and move forward? And everything that you do comes from hopefully making a good decision. But how do you make decisions? And when you feel like you're stuck and you don't know what to do, how do you advance? Well, we're going to have a small business celebration with a friend of the show who's going to explain to us how to make better decisions and how to get unstuck. Let's welcome in Kyle Mealy, the CEO of Next Level Coaching. Kyle, welcome to the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I'm wonderful, Pat. Thank you so much for having me. Really grateful to be here. This is a situation that many of us run into all the time. We know that we need to grow. We know that we need to take the next step. And you literally wrote the book on it, The Next Level Formula. Congratulations, first of all, and tell us about the book. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, the book came from uh, you know a deep analysis of kind of where I had been and how I had got to where I was and how I had helped uh, the CEOs and the leaders I had gotten to work with. Right? People ask, "Well, how'd you do it?" And I never took that moment to go backwards and say, "Well, how did I do it?" I'm a process guy at the end of the day, so this was this like really intentional analysis of my own process and what has worked for others. And I built it as like a coaching book. I wrote it. I'm tired of books that are just like, here's some really good ideas and really good, you know, LinkedIn fodder. So I wanted to write something that people could use that would get like worn out because they're coming back to it all the time and they're using it whenever they're stuck. Not just one time, but for a long time. So we're stuck and we need to get to the next level. Let's talk through the decision-making process and what is inside the book. If we pick it up, what are we going to learn? Yeah, I think the book really is intended to be a mirror to let the leader look at the way they're making decisions and analyze them like they haven't before. And so it starts with this honest assessment of kind of where we are and where you want to go and calls out like one thing I call out in is, is the reaction loop, reaction loop with that hyphen. It's when we're taking the same, it looks like different action, but really we're getting similar results, solving similar problems without doing anything categorically different. And then we're convincing ourselves that we're trying new things. So that's like where the book starts is this reaction loop that I see a lot of visionaries get stuck in. And then we we take that at like honest assessment, that reality, that that base foundation. And then we add on four components that they can work their way through to come up with a novel approach, a new decision, a, a creative strategy, or I actually call it in the book, the Eureka method, like a way to come up with something that is really out of the box, that is really going towards where they want to go in life. 
You're starting with a really hard thing, though. You're starting with an honest assessment of where we are and where we want to go. In your experience, are people more delusional about where they are or more delusional on where they're trying to get to? I think they're delusional about where they are and then have never really wrote down where they want to go in that really honest way. And so one of the foundation points of this book was authenticity. I've been working, I've been on my own journey to become incredibly authentic and let go of the things that hold me back from being authentic. And that's where growth begins is with authenticity with ourselves. And so that's where this book had to start because one of the things I've run into with many leaders is they always say this, oh, how's business? Business is great. We've been crushing it. When I know they just came back from a terrible meeting about who they have to let go or or some contract they just lost. Like I know that's reality because I've been in those rooms. And so it's like getting comfortable with being in reality where we are and then from there, we can have a different conversation. And if we're talking about making different kinds of decisions, well, let's start with the first one, which is where are we? If you're just joining us, I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. This is the Pat Miller Show. We're talking with Kyle Mealy, the CEO of Next Level Coaching, about his book, The Next Level Formula. It's going to help you get unstuck and help you level up. When we're thinking about this process of getting to the next level, you mentioned the Eureka method. Is this some divine intervention that unveils a new path? Or is this just getting serious about what we're doing every day and those incremental improvements take us to the promised land? It's so interesting. The Eureka method is certainly a little little marketing flavor. But um, if you actually read the story of Archimedes, the person who coined Eureka, you can actually see some of the components in my book. And I'm not creating some mythical thing. I'm just a really good observer of patterns and systems. Like that's all I'm actually really, really, really tell to that. And I saw this pattern play out whenever a good idea came around. And so I just wrote out how it happened. And if you actually go, I didn't know the story of Archimedes and Eureka before I wrote the book. I discovered it while writing the book. And I was like, holy crap, this looks just like what I was writing. So it's not mythical. It is hard work. It is, there's no doubt, like there's going to be tendencies to go back to old habits and old ways of making decisions throughout this book. So it is a commitment to your point about doing the small things consistently, 100%. You also talked about working with visionaries. Visionaries want to see something come true, but maybe they don't like the details and the work that's necessary to get there. And I'm glad you mentioned habits because getting a visionary to make something a habit, that's not easy, is it? No, and that's why the book is a coaching book, not a not a like, it would be cool if book because there's plenty of those. So I really, I wrote it, all those conversations I've had over the years with other CEOs, like I just wrote it as though I was having that conversation over a period of time. And I intentionally, like, it's very my voice. Like, well, now that you've heard this and you go read the book, you'll be like, it's clear that guy wrote that because there's no doubt he's talking to me. You know, the part of the book that I think is really pertinent, it'll kind of give you an insight of what what's in there. Every process has very clear steps. So the next level formula is perspective, pattern, path process. And it's that last one. And it's intentionally at the end for the CEOs, for the visionaries, even if you're an executive or you're starting your own business, like it doesn't have to be just a CEO. It's the process part. It's actually putting a process out. So you don't have to be the one to do the whole thing, to do all the work, to execute the vision. It's actually owning that that is a piece of it and making sure it's accounted for not that you have to do it. And I think that was one of the fun parts of writing the book is like giving power to that part of it to the leader so that they don't feel like it all falls on them. 
Quick question about the process because we're almost out of time. We're talking with small business owners today, and we don't want to split the atom. We don't need to become billionaires. We just want to make the mortgage, and we want to make sure we've got some money in the bank. So in your experience of talking with small business owners, can you think of a time where if you just install a process, your life gets a lot easier? Can you think of any tactical examples? Yeah, I think the simplest one is what is the thing that needs to be done consistently is like the best place to start. Like that's a really good perspective and then finding the right person to do it. And a really good example would be closing up shop. Like if you have a business that has a physical location, it's like, how do you shut things down? Well, for owners, it's like your life savings might be in that business. How do you close down that shop in a safe way? Make sure the doors get locked, lights get turned off, security system on, whatever. But that is something that gets done the same way every time. So if you can hand that off, great. Another one would be something like marketing. It's like, do you have a measurable method, a measure, a method to measure your marketing? Because if you don't have that, you're guessing. And whenever you're guessing, um, there's for sure a process to hand off to someone else and that let them go execute. Man, guessing, being stuck. Sounds familiar. If it sounds familiar to you, you might want to check out the Next Level Formula from Kyle Mealy, the CEO of Next Level Coaching. Kyle, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I really appreciate it. Hey, Pat, I appreciate it. Uh, Really grateful for the chance to share with your, your tribe and your audience. Thanks for listening to the Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for the Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.